hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Lee Whaley here at Crusader for Christ Podcast Hour. I hope all of y'all are doing great. I want to give a report, number one, that I'm doing a lot better. Since my back surgery the last couple of weeks has been rough, um, but it's not as rough as I thought. I'm doing good. Annette keeps me going. She keeps, makes me walk, and she does all those good things. You know, you got to have a good wife, right, man? And I've got one. And I also would like to thank the old past for their songs. They were such a great group. I want you all to support them, listen to their music, pray for them as they go and minister the way they do. And pray for me that as my back heals, that I'll be able to get back to normal sooner than later and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So listen, I love you all. I want to thank you for your prayers. It's been so good for me. Listen, I've got just a short message I want to bring you today, a short little message about something that what I want to do is I want to help you build your foundation i think there's a lot of folks if you're on if you're on shaky grounds today because of what's going on in the world i can understand that i really can because there's some really tough things going on that as christians we look at it and we would say you know well if god's in charge why is all this stuff happening but the reason it's happening is because god is in charge he is bringing to pass Listen, you may not like what I'm getting ready to say, and I understand if you cut me off, I understand that, but I don't want you to. I want you to give me a, at least listen to this, just a few minutes of what the Lord has laid on my heart. I've laid it out, and I want you to listen to me. I'm here to try to help you understand that in the last days, which we're in, there's no question of fact we're in the church of the Laodiceans, and we're in the latter times of that church age. There's a lot that goes on to that. Me and Brother Steve Duncan was talking about that the other day. I ran across him and um, uh, Sam the other day, and we got to preaching in the middle of Sam's and having a good time with the Lord. And it's just wonderful. <laughs> We're going to have a good time with the Lord in the middle of Sam's, amen, as we looked at the tuna fish. But anyway, so I want to do is I want to help you understand that we've got a great foundation that God is just absolutely, positively, unbelievably, Count, we can count on him. Amen. So here's some of the scriptures I want to read to you, and I'm going to talk to you about this. Help you build a foundation. Right now, you've got to really dig in because this, the world is coming to an end. I mean, the world as we know it right now, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about. The world is never going to end, by the way. It, it will be refurbished. In uh, Revelation 21, 22, it talks about the new heaven and new earth. It's going to be refurbished, but it's not going to come to an end. It's just going to be made like God made it in the beginning when all that good stuff was going on. Anyway, back to the scripture. I want you to understand that God never, and I mean never, changes. He doesn't change. He's the same in Hebrews 13, verse number 8. Hebrews 13, 8. And you look these up if you want to. Write them down. Look them up. I don't care. That's good for you. The word will help you. It will sharpen you up and give you faith. Faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Jesus Christ says this in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means that with God, it's, He's unchangeable. He never, ever changes. Amen. And that's why we can count on Him. That's why we can believe in Him. That's why we can accept His Word. Because what He said in the beginning, He means in the end. Amen. So, and everything He says is going to come to pass. I mean, it just is. And we're living, me and you are living right now in the very prophecies that he prophesied of the last days folks we're we're dead in it the church of la did see it actually started back in the 1800s and we're in that church age and we're right in the end of that church age and the next the next great event for the next 
great event that's going to happen for the church is Jesus coming back to take us home. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, all through there. For, I think John 14, 1 through 6, all those things. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. Woo, hallelujah. Have you ever had a dose of the Holy Ghost Well, I just got one? Amen. Woo, that's good stuff. God is, Jesus is coming back. What a blessing. What a hope. I wouldn't going to sell this, but it's just on my heart. He's coming again, and I want you to be ready. I want you to understand you've got to be ready. Don't lay your treasures up on this earth. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 19. Quit building your, your, world, quit building your life on this world. This is not your home. You're just passing through. Listen, but now getting back to the Scriptures. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, you know we say as Christians that everything's possible with God. All things are possible with God. But there are three things I want to tell you about that is impossible with God. You say, oh, hold on now, preacher. There's nothing impossible with God. Oh, but there is. Number one, God cannot lie. There's a, it's impossible for God to lie. So everything that God's Word said is true. That's how you can know the truth. And the truth can set you free, John 8, 32. And then John 8, uh, 8 26. Yeah, I believe it is. That says, and when you're set free, you're set free indeed. When He sets you free, you're set free indeed. So number one, God cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. It's also impossible God cannot die. He will not die. I mean, it sounds weird, but God has always been. And boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, that's something that I have just been able to sit back and ponder, but never come to the realization that God has always been. It's impossible for me to phantom that. And number three, God cannot fail. You realize that? God cannot fail. See, the devil believes he's beaten God. He believed he was beating God when he killed Christ on the cross. Christ got up from the grave, squashed that head. And from that day till today, we've had the ability to go out and preach the gospel that was prophesied from the very beginning in, in, in Genesis chapter number 3. Hallelujah. Boy, that's good preaching even if I don't. I, I like it. Not bragging. I just love it. Anyway, so one of the, one of the fundamental bases of our trust in God is his moral attributes. He's his impeccable holiness and his eternal nature. Do you understand that God is eternal? He doesn't live in time. I mean we've got we've got time. You know, here's a here's my thing here. Tells me what time it is. I can look at my clock, I can look at my watch, I can look at I don't have a watch, but anyway. You know what I'm saying. We live in time. We we got moon, we got sun, we got days, we got nights. God's in one eternal day. He never sleeps or slumbers as the Bible says. So we can. what I'm trying to say is we can trust God. Now let me give you a scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 3.16. For you that said Jesus Christ was a good God or a good man, he was a prophet, but he wasn't God. Either you don't believe the Bible or you've not read the Bible. Because the Bible is what? The inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God. Say that. Say that with me. It is the inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God. I like that. I'm just having a good time, man. It just feels great to be feeling great. Uh, <laughs> amen. Listen. First uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, And without controversy, great is that mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That means God was made in the flesh. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem by Mary, 
God, God the Father, the Holy Spirit. Now you got Jesus Christ. Those three are, are one and they are God. He was, God was manifest in the flesh. You remember what Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. They asked him, show me the Father. He says, when you see me, you see the Father. Of course, they'd stone him and beat him and all kinds of stuff. He just kind of got out of their sight. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm just talking here. I'm excited because I love the Lord. He was justified in the Spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and received up in the glory. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the incarnate. This is the incarnation of God. This is God being made in the flesh. Listen to what Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath God said, and it shall not do it? Has God said something that hasn't come to pass? No, or if it hadn't, it will. He says, or he's spoken it, and he should not make it good. In other words, God cannot lie. Now listen, in the book of Titus, and I'm going to get through these because I, I, I know time flies. Times fly when you're having fun. And I'm having fun. Titus chapter 1, verses uh, 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God cannot lie, promised before the world began. But in the due times manifested his word through preaching. It says, which is committed to me according to the scriptures, right? According to the commandments of our Savior. And then Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. Now, why did I, why did I give you all those scriptures? Well, when God says something once, it's very important. When God says something twice, it's real important. When God says something three or four or five times, it's extremely important. And the reason he puts it out there so many times, Old Testament, New Testament, is so that we can know for a fact, we can trust God, believe God, glorify God, praise God, give God our prayers, pray to our God, knowing he hears our prayers. Listen, everything the Bible says is and will come to pass. I'm fired up about that. I don't, I don't know of anybody in the world that couldn't be fired up that believes the Bible. You say, well, yeah, but Brother Lee, look how bad times are at. Our, our country's falling. No, our country's under judgment of God right now. We're living in it. If you don't believe it, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to. God has turned America over. I believe that with all my heart. Now, I'm not saying we can't have a great revival. I'm not saying that God won't give us another chance, just like he did Nineveh. Nineveh, he was going to destroy Nineveh. And he told Jonah to go down there and preach the word of God so that they might repent. So there was, God said, I'm going to destroy Nineveh, but if they repent, I'll pull back my, my destruction and they'll live on. And that's exactly what happened, even though Jonah, <laughs> you know the story about Jonah. He didn't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm going to hide in this boat. I'm going to get away from God. And that's another lie from us. The devil says you can hide from God. You can't hide anything from God. You think you can hide your sins. You can't hide your sins. You think you can hide your Ill, your, all your evil thoughts. You can't do it. You think you can hide your lying and your cheating from God. You can't do it. The Bible said God hears every word that we speak. You say, that's impossible. It is impossible for me and you. But nothing's impossible with God except for what? You can't lie, you can't die, and you can't fail. Okay. Anyway, so what I'm trying to do today is give you the absolute facts. God cannot lie, and what he said in his word is truth, and when he said it, it's going to come to pass. And here's what he said. In the end days, last days, peerless times shall come. 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Man, and when he talks about men, he's not talking about just men. He's talking about the men, the, the human race. What's the number one? The number one uh, industry in the world that makes more money than, than anybody in the world. And it's cosmetics. You think about cosmetics, plastic surgery, and all those kind of things. It's the number one thing. Lovers of their own self. They're going to be bolsters. Look what I've done. Look what we've built. Look what the Chinese are doing right now. They're taking over the world. They're building stuff everywhere. They're building in South America, Africa, Europe. They're taking over uh, islands. They're building deep water ports. And the reason I'm saying that is because that's what he prophesied would happen. The kings of the east, the kings of the north, the kings of the west, and all those type of things. South. Man, it's coming to pass. And the reason I, I mean, this is, this is a 10-hour hour sermon in just a few minutes. But I want you to understand, God's, God has given us a warning. And the warning says this. When you see these things coming to pass, look up, for my redemption draweth nigh. Now the scoffers will say, the scoffers will say, well, where, where is his coming? He's been saying that from the very beginning. And they're going to make you doubt. They're going to make you think, well, maybe they'll tell you, you know, where is he coming? How much worse can it get? Oh, it's going to get a whole lot worse. It's going to get so, so bad. The Bible says, I'm talking about in the tribulation, which is the next event to happen after the church is raptured out. You yeah, don't believe in the rapture. Yeah, you will. Uh, and if you noticed on TV how many specials they've got now about UFOs and flying saucers and other aliens, well, I believe that's part of the lie. In Second Thessalonians, when God says, I'm going to send a strong delusion that they believe a lie, this is after the fact. This is after the church is taken up and the Christians are all gone, and then the world's going to say, well, where did they go? Where did they go? The Bible says, I believe that, he says, God is going to strong, send a strong delusion. Of course, I believe the strong delusion's already started. I mean, when you talk to people today about God, it, it's, oh yeah, I believe in God. And I, I've got to say this. In the last couple of months, I've ran into some young people. And I've talked to them about the Bible, about, about God. And I, and I just ask, what do you really believe? I'm talking about uh, college kids and, and uh, people right, uh, young people right out of college. And it's, it just blows my mind. They say, yeah, we believe in God, in a, in a God. I said, well, what do you believe? They, you know, they, oh, well, he's, there's somebody made, made this, obviously. And then you nail it down, and 99.9% and, and .9 of them say, well, I don't believe that Jesus Christ was God or that he is the Son of God or that he's the Savior of the world. I believe that God's this and God's that and God's this. Well, that's exactly what I prophesied. They shall what heap themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, what do you want to hear? You'll find somebody tells you what you want to hear. The last days are upon us. Wicked times are upon us. Terrorist times are upon us. The United States is falling. We've got a leader right now that in Joe Biden. God bless him. God bless him. And we're to pray for our leaders. Romans 13 tells us that. But when you see these things happen, I mean, he can't get a sentence out without fumbling. He's got to read everything off cue cards. And he's the leader of this world because we really know who's running our country. And I don't want to bring up that Hillary Clinton, Obama, and all them, but they are. What do we do? What do we do? Brother, Dr. Kevin Williams put on Facebook this morning, and I've seen it. And it's, perfect. it's a perfect picture. It's got a picture of a cruise liner. And got a picture of a battleship.
90% of the Christians are on the cruise liner, sit back in the recliners, going in and getting there once a time uh, a week in the church, and then they go for the rest of the week and live on the, you know, they get their fill in the church, and they go and live in this cruise liner lifestyle. Not giving a thought to God, not giving a thought to the lost. These people that are lost without God, these are the ones that battleship represents. We need to get in the battlefield against Satan and against the demons and start witnessing to people, start telling people about God, start preaching the word of God and quit fiddling around with the things of this world. We're not out to please people. We're out to people by using the word of God and people get under conviction and get saved. You don't get under conviction by doing things of the world. You just can't do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't have things at the church. That's not what I'm saying. Somebody else said I said that. No, it's good to have things at the church, social and things, get people come in. But when you do, give them the word of God. Preach the word of God. Quit being sissies. Amen. Listen, I just want to tell you, folks, we can depend on the word of God. And the Bible says that in the end times, in the last days, in the latter times, many will depart from the truth. And they will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. It means the devil himself and the demons. You, won't, you probably won't ever have a run in with the devil. But these demons are so evil and they're out there doing one thing. They're out to kill, to steal, and destroy the work of God. Families. I mean, look at what's going on in America and the world. The family, the family unit has fallen apart. People live together. They, I mean, there's divorces going up one side down the other. Everything on TV is glorifying sin. And the Bible tells us that we are to hate sin. Do you know that? If you don't hate sin, you'll live in sin. Let me let that sink in. If you don't hate sin, you'll live in sin. Oh, you'll believe that you can lie. You'll believe you can steal. You'll believe you can cheat. You'll believe that you can drink. you believe you can smoke dope. And you believe you can take pills for all. You can't do it. I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm just trying to tell you, we have got as a church to get back on the battlefield. And that's exactly what Dr. Kevin Williams was showing. It's time for the church to evangelize. Evangelism has left everything. It's all about the feel good, thank God, Holy Ghost, uh, you know, make us all feel like we're so happy and good. I'm, I'm, I mean, in that sense, that we've got all the worldly things we need, and we don't. They're all going to pass away. But he that doeth the will of God shall abideth forever. What's the first great commandment? That we should love God with all of our heart, soul, and spirit. And what's the second liking to it? That we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. In other words, who is your neighbor? <laughs> Remember the Samaritan and all those things. Please, folks, understand we have a job to do. And in these last days, and if God heals me, and if God fixes my back to where I can walk again and, and not hurt, listen, I want to get back out on that street again. I want to get back out there preaching again. I want to get out doing what God wants me to do. How about you? Pray for me. Pray for my loved ones. Pray for Annette. Pray for her mother. Bless her heart. She's doing all right. And thank God she's just she's, she's doing really good. And I praise the Lord for that. But most of all, pray for these preachers today that are preaching the word. Now let me tell you this in closing. The next, I think the next thing we're going to really see a big push on is this. All right, now watch this. When a country falls, number one, we fall into deep immorality, which has happened in the 60s. 
and 70s, obviously 80s and 90s. But at the end of that, the sexual revolution started. But at the end of that, the next thing is homosexuals and that type of lifestyle coming up and being made like it's glorified. That they've got some kind, they use the word pride. Isn't that funny? Because the seven deadly sins, that's the first one, proud. And listen, they're living, I mean, I feel sorry for them people. They're going to die without God and they're going to go to hell and burn in a fi uh, everlasting fire. I know this is running long, but this is on my heart. And this is, this. you know, you can sit in third, watch a football game and watch all those things. But listen, this is the most important thing, that we warn a lost and dying world that Jesus is coming soon. I promise you, he's coming. And when he comes, he's going to bring his angels with him. And when he takes this church out and the book of Revelation opens up, starting at chapter number four, folks, you, you want to be in that number. You don't want to be in Revelation chapter 21, 22, and 20. The white film judgment. Listen, I love you, but listen, God is not a liar. And he said that in the end times, peerless times are going to come. And that's where we're living. Please get saved. Please get saved. All you got to do is trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And how do you do that? You, you believe in your heart. I mean, you really believe in your heart that you're a sinner. You realize that, hey, I've fallen short of the glory of God. I've come short of the glory of God. And if I die, I'm going to go to hell. But Jesus said, if you'll believe on me, believe on me, you can have eternal life. John 3, 16. Right back there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He's coming, folks. Are you ready to meet him? Listen, this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. And, uh, and I can't help, but what God's called me to do is just preach the word. Warn him that he's coming, and he is coming. Are you ready? After believing in your heart that you're a sinner, the next thing you've got to do is confess it with your mouth. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that I have fallen short of your glory. Lord, I know I need to be saved. And then the Bible says, if you'll call upon the name of the Lord, uh, Romans 10, 13. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you truly believe. I don't mean this thing, well, I just want to be saved. Uh, Jesus, save me. Thank you. No. You've got to repent of your sins and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that he died for our sins, that he was buried and resurrected. You've got to believe that and trust it. And when you do, God says, if you'll call on me, I'll, I'll save you. Are you ready to go? I don't want I don't want anybody any even my worst enemies I don't want them to go to hell. I've read about it and, and I've read it in Revelation. And it's a lake of fire and you'll never get out. And you're going to hear these words if you go to hell, you're going to hear these words over and over and over through eternity. If I could only go back, things would be different. But why don't you do it today? Why don't you get saved today and trust Christ and get up in the morning and go to church. Get in a fellowship. Call your friends and your family. Tell them, hey, I got saved and born again. Hallelujah. And there'll be some rejoicing on earth, and there's going to be rejoicing in heaven. Listen, I love you, and I praise God for you. But trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your pathways. Amen. So for right now, goodbye. I love you all. I know this is long, but I hadn't done it in a while, so I had to get a lot out of my heart. Y'all know what I mean. Love you. Pray for me. We'll talk to you soon. We love you, Jesus. Name. Amen.